0: With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with MyBookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag. Fire in on that one and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come and football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie.
1: At Vanguard.
0: Today on the Zabecast, they say age is just a number, but in sports, age has always been undefeated. Funny, because old man Phil is the latest guy to hang a big, fat L on father time. All that plus the single deadliest marathon in world history. Your 30-minute bonus, uncensored, back-and-sunburned version of the Zabecast is locked and loaded. So buckle up, and Let's go. here we go. Monday, May twenty-four, two thousand and twenty-one. Thank you for downloading back from Pinehurst as Malcolm number twenty, uh, number nineteen, not twenty yet. Malcolm McLeod Memorial number nineteen is in the books. Nobody arrested, no fights, no injuries, no arguments, no rain, and a wonderful time had by just about all. Lots of bad golf by lots of people. But hey, what do you expect? You don't think you're supposed to get better at recreational weekend golf, do you, as you get older? Oh sure, Phil Mickelson just won the PGA Championship. Oldest major winner ever. But you, your game still sucks. And by your game, I mean my game. I mean my buddy's games that uh, pretty much all agreed, yeah, I'm About as bad as I used to be. I don't know why I'm not getting better. Well, what do you expect? As I said to my boy, Cowboy Mike, I go, you know, Mike, on Sunday, I'm working off four and a half hours sleep. I have done basically no exercising in years now. I am in my worst metabolic health ever, and that has to change, period. And I don't play as much as I used to, and I certainly don't hit balls as much as I used to. So what did you think was going to happen on Sunday in the Calcutta where everyone's playing their own ball and you're trying as hard as you can to hopefully win a little bit of money? You're going to struggle. You're going to hit some bad shots. You're going to suck is what is going to happen. So no big shock there. More on my stupid golf trip. A little bit more. I won't bore you with the details. You woke up early. Nobody cares. I said that a lot this weekend. That was one of the phrases that paid with the group. Whenever they said, oh, hey, you know, I hit five. You know, who cares? You woke up early. Nobody cares. Nice par on whatever number hole it was. So Phil Mickelson wins the PGA Championship at 50 years old. Unbelievable. It is not quite the greatest golf story in history. I think number one is Francis. We met, uh, at the U S open at Brookline way back, way back when, when he defeated Harry Varden and Ted Ray in an 18 hole playoff on Monday, uh, a, a, a historical ac- account, a historical moment that was actually made into a movie, not a terrible one either. If you're a golfer, called The Greatest Game Ever Played. There was that. I think Nicholas at the Masters at 46 years old, albeit four years younger than Phil, against a shorter field on a course that rewards local knowledge a lot more than what Phil had to contend with at Kiowa, had more sentimental value to it. Although I think the feat of of, uh, Mickelson winning this week was greater than Nicholas winning at 46 of the Masters by a good margin, a good margin. I think the U.S. Team's Ryder Cup comeback on Sunday at Brookline, same place as Francis we met, is up there. I think John Daly's PGA Championship as a ninth alternate and a complete nobody in the field is an amazing story as well. And of course, Ben Hogan coming back from nearly getting flattened Well, he was flattened as a pancake and nearly died uh, running into a bus, a Greyhound bus coming the other direction in the foggy roads of Texas, coming back to win the U.S. Open after a year and a half of convalescing and recovery. That probably is the greatest golf story ever. But this is up there. This This is really good stuff. Okay, maybe Ben Crenshaw winning the Masters. Again, the Masters is a short field. Mickelson beat... The best of the best, minus Tiger, at 50 on an absolute savage course, the longest course in major championship history. Now, did they play it as far as they listed it? Probably not. But that course, that course is an absolute beast. And Mickelson did it, despite coming into this thing with basically no form whatsoever. Had not made any. I think he had not made any top 20s this year in 2021. Seemingly, everyone's like, yeah, looks like Phil's pretty much done. Wait a minute. Hold the phone. And talk about a crazy first couple of holes. We watched the final round. It was me, Screaming Eagle Miller, and Cowboy Mike driving home from Pinehurst. And the streaming was pretty good. Although it had the typical glitches where you're like, how come we're not getting the thing? i turn it on. How come it's not playing through the car speakers? But we're watching it. And the first couple holes are bonkers because they're going back and forth, back and forth, two shot swing, two shot swing, two shot swing. First three holes. Dottie Pepper said it best. She said, this is like the twilight zone out here. Perfect. By the way, she's really good. She says a lot with just a little. Don't get me started on the rest of those clowns. By the way, you know my disdain for both Nabalow and Ian Baker Finch. They may be the greatest guys ever, by the way. Probably are. I cannot stand either one. Nabalow, because he's never said anything interesting in his entire analyst career on Golf Channel, on broadcasts. I know this because I listen and I say to myself, he has said, Nothing interesting. And Ian Baker Finch is apparently a a, a sweetheart of a fella, but he is so, what's the word I'm looking for? A cloying. Yes, that's the word. He is so syrupy. It's just enough already, and he too says things that make you shake your head. Like Mickelson, when he comes to 17, which is the absolute terror hole on that course, He's got a three-shot lead, and at the time, and Ian Baker Finch was like, yeah, you know what? Just dump it in one of those bunkers left. Just make sure you don't put it in the water. I'm like, dump it in the bunkers? In fact, I think Faldo came in to go, yeah, I think he can do better than that. There's a lot of green to be uh, had, and by the way, you're downwind, not into the wind, so it can be done. Anyway, Ian Baker Finch I've got no use for. Nabilo, same thing. I finally realized what drives me nuts about CBS's coverage. And it's not the fact the PGA Championship lards up their broadcast with way too many commercials per hour. I know what you're going to say. Well, you know, the Masters, they can afford to do limited commercials because they're the Masters. They got all the money they in the world. You know, they don't care about money. Well, in this day and age, you kind of got to, Get in line. I know the PGA of America, they need this money or they want this money for their operational expenses. This is their big event every year. But you gotta, you gotta do something about the the amount of bro- the the amount of commercials during the PGA championship broadcast. But here's what drives me nuts about the way CBS does it. They let Nablo get out to break in the final nine holes of a major championship. In other words, they're cutting to break. Something big has just happened or something momentous or whatever. And they let him take it out to break. No, no, no. Nance. Nance is your star. Nance is the guy. Let Nance drive the narrative. Not Frank Nabilo. Kills me. Anyway, Dottie's good. The rest of them, eh. Faldo does he even care anymore. I have no idea anyhow Phil wins he beats the modern day terminator brooks kepka it made cowboy mike very happy because he hates bruce kepka he calls him bruce on purpose <laughs> he is such a interesting personality kepka he just he seems like he doesn't care about he he loves to win he doesn't seem to care about the game of golf he's not a golf nerd he doesn't come from a worshipping of golf background. He played baseball initially at Florida State and then kind of petered out and took up golf. So he's not one of these guys like nah, I made models of Amen Corner as a kid cuz I just worshipped the game and I always wanted to be uh, either Jack Nicklaus or or maybe Tom Kite. That's not Kepka. And Kepka plays leans into that persona or that's actually his persona. And Kepka is such a badass usually in majors now on Sundays. As soon as he, you know, overtook Phil on the first hole, a lot of us are like, it's over. Phil's going to collapse and that's going to be that. Didn't happen that way. Phil Mickelson, alongside Tiger, the two greatest modern era players in golf history. I'm going to put Mickelson ahead of Norman even though norman was number 1 in the world for the longest stretch of time and norman has oh i could look it up in the number of majors norman has a good handful of majors but he doesn't have the pga and doesn't have the us open and those are kind of big and doesn't have the masters either oh, wait a minute does he have the us open all right now i get now i got to look up greg norman's majors for god's sakes hold on just a second. Hold please. Craig Norman. How was your weekend, everybody? Was it good? Yes. Thank you very much. Can you tell I'm playing catch up now? Uh uh because I've you know been away golfing and I've only kept a loose tab on exactly what's happening in the world of sports. By the way, I really I really realize how much I never get away from sports, 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 sports during the normal course of my week. And just the normal course of the year, because the one weekend I do unplug, it is hard catching up. Going okay, okay. Who won that game? Oh yeah, okay. I did see that. Okay, let me read more about this. All right, okay, okay. I got it, got it, got it, got it. It's always a panic on a Sunday night, like it is right now. Uh, Greg Norman has not won a major in the cha- championship in the United States. Yes, that's right. He has not won. Um, he has not won the Masters and has not won the U.S. Open. Or, wait a minute, hold on a second. Greg Norman, 20 PGA Tour tournaments, major championships. Hold on a second, I should know this. Uh, Majors, majors, majors. Professional wins, 88. Uh, Best results in majors. Uh, He won the Open Championship twice. That's it. Holy shit, that's right. Greg Norman has two majors. The Open. 86 and 93. Runner-up twice in the U.S. Open, twice in the PGA, and twice, actually three times second or tied for second at the Masters. So yeah, Mickelson, I mean, you gotta put him, it's Tiger and Phil in the modern golf era, and I'm gonna define modern golf as when they started going away from wooden drivers. So the metal driver Era on the PGA Tour, which would probably begin sometime in the late last gasp of the 80s. I want to say Curtis Strange won a U.S. Open in the late 80s with a wooden driver. I'd have to look that up. But since 1990, in the last, you know, since Phil turned pro and then Tiger after that, Phil has been. Phil's accomplishments and what he has won now, six majors, has come in the Tiger era. And so he has come up short a number of times, agonizingly so. And he has been beaten by Tiger a number of times. And Norman didn't have that. Norman was amazingly consistent, world number one, best, longest, straightest driver with the small-headed clubs uh, that was in the game, maybe ever. But a choker. So it's Tiger and Phil. And Phil's doing stuff at 50 that shouldn't be possible. Shouldn't be possible for anybody, but shouldn't be possible for a guy like him because he has overcome psoriatic arthritis. Now, he's taking medication for it. Psoriatic arthritis is kind of like rheumatoid arthritis. It's an autoimmune disease, but it also involves a skin component, and it can be really bad. Uh, He's on a biologic. I think he's on Enbrel, which I am on as well. Many people are. You see these commercials for Enbrel and Humera all the time on television, and it's been a real game changer for those with the condition, but it's no picnic, and you have to support it well with diet and exercise and everything else. Phil has clearly done that. Look at how he looks now. He has clearly dedicated himself to getting in shape and working on his game and chasing speed with his clubhead speed and hitting the ball a long way. He's carrying the ball 330 in the air at age 40. Fifty, And you can say, yeah, yeah, modern equipment, huge club heads, titanium, shafts, launch monitors, Uh uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. He's out there with all the young bucks as well. That's dedication to your craft. The mental toughness to bring it home like he did today is amazing. You don't do this if you don't want it. And for a guy who's made as much money as him, who's 50 years old, You got to want it. I mean, it's impressive. And I run hot and cold on Phil. Phil has had three things that I find very unlikable about him. Three episodes in his life, golf and off the course. One is um, after the Ryder Cup that they lost when he was a team member of, when Tom Watson was the captain, he didn't like the fact the players didn't have as much input on the pairings. Watson was kind of old school. He's like, you got with him, you go with him. And they got their asses waxed over in Europe, over at Glen Eagles. Because they didn't play well. They didn't make putts. Afterwards, Mickelson threw Watson under the bus without even blinking. And I thought that was totally uncalled for and wrong. And, he, and I don't even like Tom Watson. But that's a whole different story. The other incident was at the U.S. Open – At where he just got frustrated and pissed off and started to slap the ball around the green and then kind of made up a joke about it afterwards and didn't get disqualified. He should have been. Very unprofessional. And then the third one was when he got the insider stock tip from Billy Walters uh, out in Vegas, makes a bunch of money on it, they unravel the whole thing, and then he's like, okay, okay, sorry, And had a chance to help testify on Billy Walter's behalf to help him avoid jail time. Mickelson, silent as a church mouse. Didn't lift a finger for his buddy who gave him the stock tip in the first place. You can go look up stories about that. Billy Walter's not too happy about that. So I run hot and cold on Mickelson. Mickelson was a totally, he was perceived in a totally different way. Until social media, until he embraced it, until he started those fireside with Phil things. And then he started doing the live video as he drove down Magnolia Lane talking about hitting bombs and hellacious seeds. He really embraced it and he changed his image. Plus, I'm old enough to remember when sports writers loved to bang on Phil as the best player to never win a major because he was like 31. 32, 33 when he finally broke through and won the Masters and jumped all of six inches off the ground, maybe. Now he's got six. Now he's the oldest major winner in history. He did it staring down Brooks Kepka, a stone cold killer on a brutally tough golf course, hitting hellacious seeds at 50. It's amazing. It's amazing. Crowds were back as well. Wasn't that great? I know Kepka said, oh, I banged up my knee in that crowd. Shut up. You're fine. But the crowds being back and the crowds storming the fairway is an old school vestige that has to make a comeback in, in golf. I know it's dangerous potentially, but you go watch vintage British Open footage. The Whoever's leading coming down 18, if he's got a comfortable lead, He'll hit his last shot, and it's just a sea of people running onto the fairway. They've got to make a quarter, like, look out, look out. And then the, the, the player emerges. <sighs> so good. Wait two weeks for the super spreader event for all those people unmasked together. And of course, because the pandemic dies hard, where was Amanda Balionis? A good 15 feet away from Phil interviewing him because, you know, you can never be too safe. So that's enough on Phil. Um, Anything else I want to talk about? No, that's pretty much it. Moving on to LeBron. Oh boy, here we go. So LeBron James apparently went to a tequila promotional event for some tequila. He's got a financial stake in violated COVID protocols, according to the NBA, was apparently supposed to be vaccinated, but wasn't even that, and the NBA is going to look the other way. Well, well, well. Even guys like Charles Barkley say the NBA doesn't have the balls to suspend or make LeBron James quarantine because it's two sets of rules. And this is why the NBA, I'll say this again, It's a league that I really enjoy watching in the springtime. I really enjoy the playoffs. It is a game that I find... It's a a, a league I find to be very entertaining. But I do not take it seriously. No. No, you cannot take the NBA seriously. I mean, you can if you want. You shouldn't, though. Because... What kind of league can you trust when they have these protocols and they're making their coaches wear these stupid masks all year and then they're, you know, remember, I'm old enough to remember when old Lou Williams left the bubble to go get some hot wings at uh, whatever that strip club was, Magic City. Yeah, there it is. Ding, Magic City. Ding? Oh, wait. I'm still getting my equipment set up. i got to get the cord. Memo to self, before tomorrow morning, get the cord set up. And then, of course, the Lakers lose game one to the Suns and there was a skirmish because LeBron James, somebody dared to box him out after a missed free throw. Yes, that's right. Oh, he got undercut. I watched that play six times. He got boxed out. He felt Chris Paul kind of pinning his arm decided to execute a classic lebron james mid-air flop throws his hands up throws himself to the ground seems to land on his left shoulder and then pretends like he's about to die this is why i can never root for lebron james unrootable i don't deny that he is a great player it's just you can you can have him i How can you root for a guy like that? And he's writhing around, and then there's a skirmish, and he's still back under the basket. Oh, my God. Check and see if LeBron James is alive. Is he okay? (laughs) And then he gets up, and then he walks towards the bench, and then he takes another knee again. Oh, my shoulder. You fucking flopping pussy. Stop it already. You're better than that. You should be better than that. But he's not. And so the NBA playoffs are up and running. And there's fans in attendance at some of the places to a certain capacity. And other places are going to start ramping that up as well. The Garden, 15,000 and change, although I think they made people prove that they were vaccinated to come in. It was great to see, even though they got daggered by Trey Young and the Hawks. What is the deal, by the way, with his hair? Anyone? Bueller? What is that hair? Great player, really becoming a star in this league. I thought he was a bit of a knockoff version of Steph Curry. A cheap knockoff handbag, but he is pretty fucking good. You got Carmelo Anthony doing things and getting booed. Still, it's like, wow, he's actually doing something. The Wizards had a chance to grab a a 1-0 lead up on the Sixers as the one seed, and boom, they throw the game away. It's still fun to see this Wizards team actually in the playoffs and doing something interesting for the first time in forever, it seems. And of course, the Bucks survive an absolute, what is the right word, rock fight of a game in game one? I didn't see it. We were playing golf. I've read the accounts. I know that Giannis pretty much couldn't hit anything outside of layups and dunks. I think the stat I saw, he was 0 for 13 outside the restricted area. Uh, the Bucs didn't shoot well from outside the arc either. Uh, the Heat outscored them from three-point range by like 45 points. One of the first time they've ever you know, recorded a team that has outscored another team in three-pointers by that many points and still lost the game. Middleton with the dagger to secure game one victory. This is going to be an absolute dogfight for the Bucs in round one. And then they're going to have a hell of a fight in round two and round three if they make it that far i got to be honest, it doesn't feel like this Bucks team is equipped to make a deep run, but we shall see. At least they didn't lose game one. That could have been disastrous for the team that knocked them out last year in the bubble, or last summer. Still great to have it going on. Hear that? Is that America
2: cheering or a sausage patty?
0: With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with MyBookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag. Fire in on that one and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come in football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie, Man. And of course, hockey is going on in our... My Capitals are out for the third straight year. Won the Cup in 2018. It was magical. They were down 3-1 in the opening round. They were down 3-1 in the Eastern Conference Finals. They found a way to claw their way back. The rest is history. I was there for it. Amazing in Vegas. Lifelong dream. Now Alex Ovechkin goes into the offseason without a contract. Says... Now, everyone says, nah, they'll get it done. He's working without an agent. Ted wants to keep his star there. They're going to figure something out. A reasonable two-, three-year deal. He's still very good. Talk about a guy that's defying age sort of expectations. Ovechkin is that guy. But I don't know. I don't know. know. Weird things can happen sometimes. It's too bad this Capitals team is old and probably needs to be dismantled and they probably have to hit the big plunger reset if not now maybe one more year but I don't know I don't know so I'll watch the rest of the NHL playoffs where the attendance numbers are wildly different city by city and of course in Canada nobody can go think about how fucking crazy it is that just north of the border with COVID-19, no different than what it is here in the States in terms of its actual makeup of what it can do to certain people of a certain age group with certain pre-existing conditions. It's the same virus. Uh, mutants. Uh, we're the mutants and the variants. I, I think I saw there. there's a triple mutant, they said. Enough of this scaremongering bullshit. And they got vaccines in Canada. I've been led to believe that they can get there. The response is so different than here in the States. Thank God that we have 50 different States and thank God for Florida and thank God for Texas. Although Texas kind of followed Florida who said, you know what? Fuck that. We're not doing this. This is nuts. Otherwise we'd be just as locked down as the UK, just as locked down as Canada right now. Anyway, Caps are out. I'll watch the rest of the Stanley Cup playoffs. I'll root for teams, especially at home, especially if there's a crowd. Let's get these crowds back up, everybody. Come on, come on. Sports is making a comeback. I think I might have a bourbon problem. Help me out here. How do you know when you have a bourbon problem? Because here's what happened with me over the weekend playing golf. Afternoon round, and I say, you know what? I'm feeling pretty good. Wouldn't mind a cold beverage. Got my soft-sided cooler full of ice, full of diet cokes. I would like something. You know, I don't really drink beer anymore. I'm a bourbon guy. Let me go get that bottle of gentleman Jack that was on our counter in our our uh, our lodge. At Pine Needles. Let me just go divert. I actually stopped on number one. I went, let me go drive right across the range. Almost got hit by a golf ball, but it didn't matter. I was on a bourbon mission. Got the half-drunk bottle of, you know, Gentleman Jack. Put it in the cooler, and away we went. One hole later, I pour myself an ice-cold cup of it. Ice bourbon. Oh, you're not supposed to put ice with it. Fuck you. Enjoy your bourbon how you want to enjoy your bourbon. I had some Diet Coke next to it. I was going to mix it. And I said, let me just drink this bourbon. I was drinking bourbon on the rocks while playing golf, and it was magnificent. And I had one, and I had two. I had maybe three over the course of 18 holes, three pretty good pours. And I was feeling just fine. And I said to myself, wow, it's kind of surprising myself. I don't know who is this guy. The next morning, Sunday morning, beautiful morning. Our weather was great. Second hole, I'm like, you know what? (laughs) I asked my cartman, I go, you know what? Is it wrong that I kind of want more bourbon at 9 a.m. on a Sunday morning? You have a drinking problem. I didn't get blistered. I didn't lose my keys. I didn't go face down. I didn't sleep through my tea time. But I almost think, wow, I'm... I'm drinking bourbon too easily now. Daytime bourbon. Bourbon while playing golf, which I never would have thought. I might have a bourbon problem. If you think I do, let me know. If you think, oh, no, no, Zabe, you don't have a problem. You've got a wonderful thing. You've developed a real taste and affinity for bourbon, and you don't have to mix it with Diet Coke, which I used to do all the time. And people would say, oh, my God, you're wasting the delicious nectar. I will nip from it in ice, straight, even while playing golf. Kenny Main is going to interview Aaron Rodgers for something tonight. What will Aaron Rodgers say? Because the summer is going to get away from Aaron Rodgers pretty quickly. Rodgers drew a line in the sand by way of a leaked report that Adam Schefter said he got on his own, did not get fed this from Rodgers' agent or anyone else. I don't know if I believe that. But pretty much Rodgers blew up the draft hours before the thing began. Well, now, tick-tock, tick-tock. We're in our last week of May. June's going to come. There's a mandatory minicamp that he'll probably skip. Then we turn the page into July. July quickly becomes August. And then, uh-oh, What's going to happen? Will Aaron Rodgers say anything of note in his little appearance with Kenny Main on Monday night on Kenny Main's last show on SportsCenter? I think the answer is yes. Most people think, nah, he's not going to do anything. He's going to do some pre recorded skit. He's going to wish him well in his next venture because they're boys. And that's that. Maybe he'll talk about whether or not he and Shailene got married while they were in Hawaii last week. But some people believe there's he's going to say nothing about his situation, nothing about the, quote, beautiful mystery, or whether he's unhappy or not. I don't know. I get a sense he's going to advance the narrative just a little bit more. Can you imagine, though, if we get to July and we get to training camp and he decides, you know what? I can't look like a bitch and just show up like what? What's the problem? You guys read way too much into this. Of course I'm going to play football. No, I'm not that unhappy. I don't think Rodgers wants to look like a bitch. I don't think he's willing to do that. I think this could get very interesting. If Rodgers decides to go nuclear and, quote, retire, whether it be a fake Brett Favian retirement or whether it be a Carson Palmer power play retirement, <sighs> It's going to be something else. The Packers will be left in a total lurch for this season. They better pray to God Jordan Love can get spooled up very quickly. Rodgers is going to reckon with the wrath of the Packer fan base, which will not be on his side. Only a small percentage, I think, will be on his side in this situation. And then he's got to be prepared to go the distance in terms of sitting out possibly the whole season. And forcing the Packers to trade him next offseason. I can't imagine he'll do that. But I'm not going to dismiss it out of hand. We'll see what he says on Monday night. One more A-Rod story. A-Rod, meaning the Alex Rodriguez A-Rod, apparently is going to have his own line of makeup for men. Well, that, my friends, is the most on-brand story I think I've ever heard. Go get your dad some Alex Rodriguez makeup for men for Father's Day next month and just see your dad's expression. In fact, that'll be a good TikTok. Buy it, wrap it up, start filming Was your dad's opening, and he's like, what is this? Makeup? I'm a middle-aged, married man with kids. What do I need makeup for? Makeup ain't going to make me look like A-Rod or have his uh, bank account or have his dreamy Latin good looks. It's just going to be stupid. All right, let me finish on this story. It sounds awful. 21 die in Chinese ultra-marathon that was suddenly struck by plunging temperatures, wind, and hail. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how did these, everyone, die. I know some died of hypothermia, exposure. I think some people might have been blown off of the mountain where they were running this ultramarathon. Could some have been killed by falling hailstones? I have a morbid curiosity to how weather can kill 21 finely tuned athletes in an ultra marathon. It was a 100 kilometer cross country event held in high altitude in Gansu province. The ultra marathon began in pleasant conditions, and many participants were lightly attired. Yeah, I only need these. Uh, I only need these plastic shorts, these plastic neon running shorts, and maybe a tank top. I'll be fine. Next thing you know, temperatures plunge, strong wind, freezing rain, and hail. Oh, my God. All right, I'll put a wrap on the golf trip. It was a great time, had by all. Like I said, no arguments, no jail, no injuries, nobody died. That's always good. 19 years running now. I and three other guys, two other guys that have made every trip, that'd be me, Screaming Eagle, and Cowboy Mike. 19 years of going down to Pine Needles, Mid Pines, Pinehurst, that area, Sand Hills, Sand Pines. It's a wonderful trip every May. 19 years. I think it might be over though. <gasps> what? Well, here's the thinking. A number of guys who have, stopped coming on the trip, that were part of the real core of the group. And by the way, every guy that stepped up and was part of this year's trip is absolutely good enough to come back next year. Can I guarantee them an invite? No, because there are limited spots. There's a few legacy guys that are like, I want back in. And they're going to be given sort of first priority. So I can't promise everybody, okay, you're all back in. Send me. You Give me your money now if you want to hold your spot. I can't do that. But every one of them, good enough dudes for sure to be back next year. But here's the thing about next year. A number of our original guys who haven't been on the trip in a long time, and many of us miss these guys because they're good guys, and they just haven't come for various reasons. They say, oh, oh, I'm going to be back for the 20th anniversary. Right. Why aren't you back for 17, 18, 19? Yeah, life, this, that, injuries. I don't play anymore. Excuses. The 20th. Is got a problem in that the ladies, the U.S. Women's Open, is going to be held at Pine Needles on May 25th through June 1st of next year. Oh, shit. That is going to totally cock-block us in that perfect window we have. So what do we do? Do we have it later? Do we have it earlier? Or do we go to someplace else down there? That's when one of the guys said, How about Myrtle? And because the bourbons were flowing late at night, I go, hmm, tell me more. And they say, how about instead of five rounds in three days, which is a lot of golf, 36-36-18, bing, bang, boom, how about we go four rounds in four days? Let's get down there Wednesday night and do 18, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and one more on Sunday, and then come home. That gives us more time to go out to maybe a nice restaurant or a bar and drink, to stay out late if we want and come back late and sleep late. I'm liking all these lates, by the way. More time to screw around on the chipping green and maybe go to the range after we play and go, hey, what do you do there? How do you hit this shot? Just more time because it's only 18 a day. You play hard for 18 a day. A lot of golf in Myrtle to be had. A lot of options in Myrtle. I'm not familiar with how to do Myrtle properly. It's a lot of things, a lot of ways to go. Heard guys say, oh, we could rent you know, a, a house and have everybody in a house, like an Airbnb. Others are saying, you can fly to Myrtle. They've got good direct flights from a lot of different cities. And I'm like, hmm, this might be it. Now, this would effectively kill the Malcolm McLeod Memorial. We would retire the trophy and say it was good run while it happened, I would prevent it from happening for a 20th year. And that's when I started thinking, you know what? That's actually a good idea. Any trip that lasts 20 years at some point gets stale. So you kill it in the 19th year. You stab it in the gut. You go, you thought you are going to make it to 20, huh? boom. And then you start a new trip, new tradition, a new format, not quite as much golf. And then when that thing, when the new Myrtle trip, four four rounds in four days, fly in, fly out, don't play so much. When that gets to 19 years, you stab that the gut. Hey, wait a minute. That's when you realize 19 more years. Shit. It'll be 71. It'll be lucky that I'll still be able to take the club back at this rate. That's when you start to get a little bit depressed. So I'm not going to think too much about that, but I am going to welcome any suggestions from people who are Myrtle Beach veterans when it comes to golf trips. The do's, the don'ts, the here's what you got to watch out for. If it's a horrible idea, let me know. If it's a great idea, let me know as well. But I had a great time. Thank you to everybody who came to the trip. A lot of you know, good number of new guys who came to the trip. Almost all of the new guys I've had the last X number of years, they all come from this podcast. And I, it was fun to talk to them about podcasting, about who else they listen to and what they like about, you know, these other podcasts. And I'm honored and just humbled that they save time to listen to my silly little ramblings. And I hope that I was not in any way dismissive or, you know, some kind of pseudo big shot with them. Cause I just try to be a regular guy. I am a regular guy, for God's sakes. Now, I apologize. I threw some clubs this weekend, and I shouldn't have done that. But I didn't go on any extended volcanic rants. I just I was sick of being quick and tight and over the top. Quick and tight and over the top. Jesus, I did it again. So anyway, great weekend. Thank you to Pine Needles, Mid Pines, for having us. Bill Gilmore, you're out there, buddy. You're the best. He's our host down there. You know... He's tried to retire now for several years. Who knows how many more years he's going to be there. Probably time to move on for us anyway. But I recommend those courses very highly. But maybe it's time to turn the page. All right, that's it. My God, 41 minutes uninterrupted. And that's not a terrible list of things that I talked about today on the podcast. Long drive, I-95, a shit show as always, just south of Fredericksburg. I have no idea why it always is but it is uh the trophy the malcolm trophy is unpacked the ram 1500 the most glorious truck on the market was a great cruising truck to take down there rode like a cloud so comfortable uh the truck was great and the trophy is unpacked everything is unpacked the trophy is back on my shelf in my bar, I've taken a shower. A podcast is now done. It's about to be uploaded, and it's not even 11.30 tonight. So I'm going to get a good six hours with my CPAP machine from RX. wake up, and do the show again on 97.3 The Game in Milwaukee, and I cannot wait. Sports is fucking back. Take that, team virus. Here comes sports for a glorious two months in summer that will be unlike anything we've ever had, because of this schedule shift, it's going to be great. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Have a great Monday, everybody, and we will see you next time. With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with MyBookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag, fire in on that one, and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come in football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie.